Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, and alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, we discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. But before anyone can step foot onto the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style bracket, and we argue each round until we decide a winner. And Nick, what kind of criteria do we use to decide the winner? Whatever the hell we want, Cody. You want to tell them what we're talking about this season? Absolutely. This season we are in group B of another fan-submitted season. Teresa sent us this in. She wants to know, what is the best cartoon of not all time, but the late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, and definitely this like weird, I don't want to call it the golden era, because I think the golden era is kind of attributed to like your Jetsons, your Flintstones, your Scooby-Doo. This is, this is when we got weird. And yeah, we just she got let, buck wild. We just let people, if you had an idea for a cartoon, regardless of the mundanity of it, and we're going to get into that here pretty soon, or just how it was either you could, it was either like you can just make a normal ass, just cartoon with normal ass kids, or you can get fucking terrifying. And that's what it was. It was one or the other, and it was nothing in the middle. So it was a beautiful time period, and we are in group B of this group and in group b we have the number four seed recess going up against 13 seed aw real monsters then we also have the five seed rugrats going up against the 12 seed hey arnold a finals matchup if i've ever heard of one yeah two fucking legends of the game first round of the game first first round right off the gate seating of this is done completely randomly so we usually pick the 16 things and we put them into a bracket luckily for us Teresa made this list so we didn't even have to adjust it we took her 16 suggestions, we put it into a random generator, and that's how we got the seating. Yes. And, oh, man, if I had it my way, well, this would have been a final matchup. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it very easily could have been. You know, I mean, we'll talk, you know, obviously there's so many more to talk about here, but, I mean, you, you kind of imagine this could have been it, right? Like, this could have easily have gotten there at least a final four, but nah, we're, let's hear, we're here right now. Let's just yeah, talk let's about just, it. What? Let's just Who the it. fuck watches these kids? I'm talking about both shows. This is complete lack of supervision and parental responsibility no, okay. on all fronts. And I, and I agree with you, but here's the thing too. You have to remember, this was like, this was the nineties. Like parents didn't give a shit about their kids in the nineties. They just let you fucking go. You, it was, some people had the rule where it's like, be back before sundown, be back before the lights, you know, come on in the streets or whatever. But like, there was just an openness to parenting that like, unfortunately, Maybe fortunately, I don't know the statistics were on kids <laughs> yeah. being abducted. Like maybe we should look into that. Like how many kids were abducted back then versus now? Because I mean, we literally went from kids being able to literally do wherever the fuck they want and go wherever the fuck they wanted. I remember that because we were raised in this in this age. Yeah, I did whatever I wanted. So now we put kids on leashes. And don't get me, and I'm not going to sit here and actually shit. I'm like, I can't believe you put kids on leashes. No, because I babysat before. And why did we not put kids on leashes before? That shit sounds so much better and easier to take care of a child. I, we should have been using leashes from day one. That's my stance on that. But yes, this is, I mean, w- watching these back now is definitely has that bygone era feeling of like, yo, what the fuck were they, what the fuck were you allowing kids to do back in the day? And just- Whatever they want. Whatever they wanted. That was it. That was oh. it. Oh man. I mean, here's the thing. One thing I've always found weird about cartoons is when essentially it's just a sitcom, but animated. And that's what Hey Arnold is. You take out a lot of the like fanciful elements, right? Group A, we're talking about how many times did these characters go to the moon? 
where's the devil with the red ass? And like here it's like, Rugrats is fanciful because it's babies, right? You have literal toddlers doing all these wild things and it's kind of fun to like, like, oh, their imaginations are taking them to all these special places. Whereas like, Hey Arnold, you could do a live action Hey Arnold and you're not gonna miss out on too many details, right? It's not gonna be that different. Yo, 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 yo. I would fuck with a live action Hey Arnold. I would yeah. fuck with that. Except for, and what I mean by that though, people, by the way, I don't mean, I understand that Arnold has a football shaped head. The last thing we need to, as a society, we need to stop taking animated characters and then drawing them to look like what they would in real life. I'm talking, hey, Arnold, I'm talking the Simpsons. I'm talking family. Like it is horrifying when you do this. <laughs> Stop doing that. It's terrifying. I don't, I don't want to imagine what they would look like as real people because they weren't. But what I'm saying is, yes, if we were to take Hey Arnold and just take like six normal kids or however, the cast is actually bigger than six, but like you could just take like a bunch of normal ass kids and just throw them out into and make Hey Arnold. Rugrats can't be, and if you did do it as like uh, a Rugrats, live, bullshit Rugrats can't be live action. Baby geniuses. We had a whole film franchise based off this shit. I mean, the, the babies, let's be very clear. In Rugrats, the babies are not geniuses. No, <laughs> but- The fact that we can't understand. And see, this is where too, I want to, once again, we talked about in this other episode too, like this isn't always about what's the best cartoon, right? Or what's the most impactful and all of that. What it is- is also though like I want to just imagine though for a second if you flip the camera so to speak and like you got to watch it from the parents perspective and just imagine like you're just watching your like four kids outside just like roaming around bumping into each other you're like this <laughs> fucking baby's drunk as hell man this is I, awesome I, Rugrats actually does a really good job of doing that in the show like flipping they do it the yeah sometimes where you're like wait what's happening here <laughs> Stu, why are you making chocolate pudding at four in the morning? Because I've lost control of my life. Oh, there is, dude, I was, I recently, I can't remember, it was just on, and I was watching some episodes of Rugrats. Man, those parents are fucked up. Like, oh, yeah. It's so clear that these children are not going to end up okay, because, like, you have Stu, who is this consummate inventor, but actually is clearly not good at it, and his wife is like this boss ass psychiatrist, but she also follows the like the teachings she's of She's a like, teacher. She's a high school teacher. Oh, is she a high school? I thought she was. But she follows the like guidance of like Dr. Lipschitz, which is, let's be clear, that's a pretty fun name. That's a that's, fun way to, to sneak in. That was in. not by accident either. That's a fun way to, to sneak in uh, some dirty language. Ah, oh, man, I just think like, once again, if this is like who I'd want to hang out with, right? If I could live in this cartoon universe, I think Hey Arnold's there, but it's also like I did hang out with kids my own age. Like I did yeah, do that. I just, I just existed. I had a school play. I get yeah, it. I've had that. Like I mean, I had. I did have. I did have my own hair on the moment because I did have a girl who had a crush on me and wrote me secret love notes in the sixth grade, and she put the. It was during the. Remember back in uh, middle school where we had to do the rainforest thing. Yes. Yeah, so during that, she hid these. And I'm only saying this out loud and putting this into the world because I never got to a conclusion on this. So <laughs> I know it sounds weird. It's like, Nick, this is a weird tangent to go on, but I need to put it into the world because I need, if somehow this gets to the ears of someone, I just need to know who wrote those because I never got to the end of that. And that was always a bummer. And that was like my, 
once again, it was like my Helga Pataki moment, right? Where like she she put it in like meant like I think it was like put it on she, the she fucking rappelled down from the ceiling and accidentally ripped it the like the very bottom corner where she signed it out of your hands and you didn't even notice. Yeah, exactly. And so that's so it was fun, but once again, like I think Rugrats just has like from that universe perspective, I'm like, this would be fun in any, in any version that you get to participate in this cartoon, you would have a great time. If you're one of the babies, you're just a drunk baby walking around doing dumb baby shit. If you're, if you're an adult, you get to watch this from Hey Arnold. It really is only fun as the kids, but like, I did do that. I did do most of the things I do want to call out though. Hey Arnold for just some woke shit. I remember there were episodes that dealt with like the Vietnam, like kids being torn apart from their families. Oh yeah, the they Vietnam were on that shit in like the 90s. Yeah, they were handling a lot of shit in this show. Well, hey, I, this is going to sound like some fucking privileged white shit, but like- That's because you all, are. Yeah, all I know about like Hanukkah and stuff is from the Rugrats specials. <laughs> I, like that taught me all I needed to know about Judaism. Not all I needed to know, but all I yeah. do know. <laughs> That is very, no, that, that brings up a great point. They were, they also were, ta cause it's always funny too, because this is, oh, that's why I was watching Rugrats. Cause it was, I was back home for Christmas and like, that's, unfortunately I know Hanukkah doesn't always take place on Christmas. I think last year it did line up pretty well. And so they just were busting out those episodes and it was like, oh yeah, I agree. This is about all I know. So, yeah. oh man, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to lock in. Rugrats. I'm gonna go yes. Rugrats. I, I'm gonna go Rugrats too. I'm gonna go Rugrats. I'm a big uh, real yes. real talk though. Those both those soundtracks kick ass. What do you when you say soundtrack? Where are you going? Like the sh music of the show. Mark Mothersbaugh killed it on Rugrats, and I'm not sure who did the composing of Hey Arnold, but that jazzy soundtrack is so good. Oh yeah, actually, oh man, okay, I, I'm not gonna flip my vote, but what I will say here, as I'm thinking about it, Hey Arnold. And I don't, and I don't, I'm only saying this right now. I could probably change this. It probably would change later on, but Hey Arnold probably has the one room I would want to live in most. And that's oh, yeah. Arnold's bedroom. That room's lit. The massive skylight that you can walk out onto the roof from. Although it does seem to be though that anyone has access to that roof. So that might get annoying that you just have like someone playing the saxophone at like 2 a.m. Cause they're maybe a little drunk. Cause they don't really, they do a good job of like, when you rewatch cartoons as adults sometimes and you see the adults in cartoons, you're like, this dude's drunk, right? Like we're just not saying Oh yeah, loud. like Helga's mom is just fucking ripped yeah. every episode. Yeah, and you're like, this is a problem. This is, why? you're like oh because when you're a little kid and adults act funny you don't realize like oh this motherfucker's drunk and they're acting funny a lot and it's actually more sad than it is anything else you yep. i would say hey arnold hands down wins best like the one space i would want to be in the most as a as if i got to live in this cartoon universe i want that room so bad I agree. I think Rugrats just, it adds that fanciful element that I do want from my cartoon. So let's move it forward here. And now we'll talk about the number four seed recess going up against the 13 seed Aw Real Monsters. Now this is once again, we talked about this in group A, head back and listen to that. But there are certain cartoons that I just wasn't allowed to watch. And it's not because like I grew up super religious or anything. I think it was just, my mom was a little more on the like, a, that's too weird. Like you don't want your kid to end up being a weird kid. <laughs> I think for some parents, for some of you parents that want your kids to grow up weird, I fuck, that's awesome, man. Raise your kids however you want to raise your kids. But I think my mom was like, she was a single mother and she's like, I just can't deal with a fucking weird kid. I just need kind of a down the road, middle road kid. 
And so I wasn't allowed to watch All Real Monsters kind of for that reason, that it was something that was not really allowed in my house. So I, I don't have as firm an audience, as we always say in these, we only come in with the knowledge that we have that the world's provided us and that for the final four, we will do our research, which in this case means getting to watch cartoons again, which I'm very excited about. I'm definitely going to do a Saturday morning binge on these and just uh, give me some cereal. But yeah, so my All Real Monsters isn't, I know there's a dude who has his eyeballs in his hands, which is just so inconvenient. Can we talk about how <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. inconvenient of a One monster second. that is? I'm about is? to blow this shit wide open. Okay. I just, Recess and All Real Monsters are the same fucking concept of a show. Just friends hanging out, going and no, doing weird no. stuff? No, no. Recess is the kids go to school and then at recess, it's like, this is where all the stuff takes place. You got the king of recess, you got all that shit, whatever. Like that's where the story happens. Yes. All real monsters is a bunch of monsters in school learning how to scare people. And then they go out to recess, I'm doing air quotes, where they actually scare kids. And that's where the story actually takes place. Wait, is, was All Real Monsters basically Monsters, Inc., but before Monsters, Inc., but and also creepier and scarier? Is that what the point of this is? Yeah, basically. But I mean, it's monster school. I, like they're learning how to scare because that's what monsters do. They're not doing it to like, power their city mm, okay 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 so i follow you actually yeah monsters inc i'm looking at you now motherfuckers you got you chomping on ideas yeah you think you're so fucking original pixar we see you we know you stole half your shit so here's the thing though i will say and i know like i said i want to be very clear i'm trying to pull some of my bias out of this and if especially if i said that hey arnold was a world of like hey man this is pretty normal shit recess is obviously very normal as well but I have such fond memories of Recess because back when I, when I was a kid, Recess would come on right before Digimon. And so <laughs> That's your I, I watched, I mean, like I, this is one where I watch like every episode and like, I love these characters. I thought that that was one of the things that, you know, and Hey Arnold did this well too, but like you have fully fleshed out characters and TJ, Spinelli, the big guy. <laughs> Mike, Mikey. Yeah, I mean, you have such great characters. And then, once again, too, I mean, we talk about, like, a wide cast. I mean, you have the Ashleys. You have... We get it. You watch the show. There's a bunch of supporting characters. The fifth graders. Dude, I just... that's I'm, like, saying, though, like, we talked about this with SpongeBob, but it's, like, that would be dope to live... Like, to to go to recess with them and hang out with them. And that, like, made me want to, like, do that. Uh, so I, I do have an affinity for recess here. How come the recess kicked so much more ass than ours? Ours was just tetherball. Did we get robbed? Well, we grew up in like a low income school. I found that out later in life. Like I didn't realize that at the time, like our school seemed like it was doing okay because we got some of that government money from the air force base, but we actually technically qualify as like a low income school. So we didn't have a lot of cool shit. Yeah, we didn't have any cool shit. No, we had tetherball. Um, no, Vandenberg, you're thinking about the middle school. The elementary school had dope shit. That had the double, uh, it had the two, we had like a big and a small playset, like jungle gym thing. And we also, this was back, this was back when you could still have the steel contraptions. Cause I remember, cause I was standing, I climbed up on the monkey bars and I was standing on top of the monkey bars. And then because they're fucking wobbly as shit, I racked myself completely. <laughs> had to get taken to the nurse, which I mean, it's just going to get graphic from there. But you all can imagine how, how uh, traumatizing that event is as a kid. So yeah. I, I once had a kid at recess eat a cricket and then pretend to throw up on a girl who then proceeded to throw up. 
Is that a good episode of Recess that we just, <laughs> did we just write an episode of it Recess? It sounds like an episode, or it sounds like one episode of Recess. Yeah, I mean, I think that was just one of those things where like, it kind of inspired you to have like a cool, like you're like, we got to do cooler shit, man. Recess makes school look so much fun. We got to have, we got to do cooler stuff. I like a Recess. I mean, but all real monsters, I kind of want to know what monster I would be. Like if I got to go live in this universe, do I get to be a monster? Or do I have to be a person? I don't know. I think we'd have to be monsters from a monster. monsters perspective. There's a grip of monsters that we don't even learn about. It's like a full classroom, like a college level class. Really? Like auditorium. Hell yeah. God, man. See, this is what I'm talking about. Once again, the cartoons in our day, it was either, hey, we're just going to kind of show kids being kids and having fun and that'll work. Or it's all real monsters. <laughs> and it feels like now maybe cartoons try to split the difference a little bit and try to like ride that middle wave. But we were just like, nope, it's two things. You're either getting kids ready for sitcoms eventually when they get older. Maybe that's why I love sitcoms so much because Recess is essentially an animated sitcom. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, man, I just, uh, I, I, I'm going against my own, I'm going against my own internal logic here about, like, what I, what I would vote for. But it's hard for me not to vote for Recess based on just, like, how much affinity and love I have for this. No, I, I'm going to agree. Recess, I'm voting Recess as well. It's got, it's got more shit going on. But Our Real Monsters is a, is a throwback classic that I really enjoy. You know, and I mean, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how I feel if it goes up against Rugrats either way. But yeah, I mean, maybe getting back to some of these, uh, some of these weirder ones that I, I'm worried I'm not giving enough of a chance to. Like, I feel like these would maybe be even better as an adult. I think we need to talk about your mom and why she wouldn't let you watch any of this shit. Dude, I'm t once again, I think she just wanted a normal kid. And she, I mean, to her credit, mostly. <laughs> like, she did all right. Like, I would say there's, I'm not, I don't weigh too far on the, and also too, I'm not saying being weird is anything wrong or what it meant. Let your freak fag fly. Do you. I don't, whatever, man. You only get one life to live and you might as well get weird with it. And I do find my spaces. But no, I wasn't like, weird kid. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, once again, we're in that classic, like you have recess, which is the, the very human element and very normal, but like, I really dug it. I just like, I, something seeing about seeing recess on this list made me so happy. So thank you for Teresa for putting it on there. Cause you know what's I, fucking weird? What? Rugrats. If you watch Rugrats as an adult, which I have done plenty of times because I have streaming services, I like to imagine what they're doing. Because in the later seasons, they like, they'll be like going through jungles and shit, and it'll show the adult perspective, like what the kids are doing, like they're going through a garden and shit. Yeah. How can we talk about how do the babies have such great imaginations for a world they know nothing about? And also, can we talk about what age they are? Because that's one thing that's always confused me about Rugrats is it's like, we know because in the, in the Rugrats movie, I believe Rugrats go to Paris, I want to say. Yeah. I believe that's where Chucky says his first word. So we know that Angelica can talk to the adults. Like she, she communicates to her father and her mother very well. Yes. She can talk to the babies. She can talk to the babies too, which is a very interesting dynamic. But the babies have not said any real words yet. Like I know, I just remember Charlie, uh, Chucky, it being such a big moment in the movie when Charlie, Chuck, why do I keep calling him Charlie? What the Because you're an idiot. Chucky says no. I don't know shit. Um, Chucky says like his first word, which I think is like stop. Actually, I think it's, it's no. 
It's no. no. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where like, how do these babies have such great imaginations for being little babies? Also, the first episode, I think of the whole thing or in the first season, we, we have Tommy's first birthday, right? So we know Tommy's around sure. one. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Chucky is being potty trained, but he still hasn't talked. That seems like a weird timeline to me. Do kids usually talk a little bit before they get potty trained? I would assume so. I would think word. I don't think talk. I think words, but I don't know. See, man, this is also maybe we, to be very clear, Cody and I don't have kids. And this is one of those things where anytime someone has a a child and they are of an indiscriminate age to me, because they're just, until they can like walk they're they could be any age to me. You can lie to me and be like, this is my one month old. I'm like, that's a big one month old. And I like, there's no way I would know. And so, yeah, I mean, maybe that's why Rugrats works because I'm like, I don't know what babies can do. I don't know what the babies are up to at these ages. Like, I have no idea either. Is Angelica like three or four? I want to say she's got to be, I want to say she's like three. But yeah. How the fuck is Tommy Pickles one year old and he's driving out a Reptar car? Oh, Oh, yeah. This is fucked up. Parents totally put them in those. I mean, it's weird, right? I mean, like, they definitely, we let them get by on a lot of things that now I'm like, so these they kids. can't talk yet, but they can do all of these things? And they, they roam around Las Vegas in their first movie special. It's the babies go to Las Vegas. Oh, yes. Which I is do. fucking buck wild, okay? I've been in Las Vegas. It is no place for babies not to be alone. And these kids go all over the place. They go the whole strip by themselves and their parents never notice. Yeah, and they barely can walk. How did you babies get out? These babies is buck wild babies. I mean, once again, this was the 90s. So parents were a little more, I could see ni- early 90s parents going to Vegas being like, oh, we gotta take the kids. All right, cool. Set up the playpen and then we're gonna go head down to the casino. <laughs> They'll be fine. Put Sprinkle some food in there. It was basically dogs. We kind of just treated little kids. We're like, ah, they'll figure it out. Leave the three, the amount of times that they let a three-year-old in charge of the babies, like, all right, Angelica, you got this, right? Is wild to me now that I'm thinking about it. Dad's uh, craving some cigarettes. He's got to go get some smokes real quick. Right. <laughs> so you just, you got these, right? I, how the fuck did they not get the kids taken away? And the dad was an inventor. Shit was exploding there all the time. The, you know, and this was like before we knew about lead-based paint. So you know motherfucker was painting with that lead-based paint. Oh, man. Baby's probably drinking. I bet there's episodes where babies drink paint. Yeah, man, I, ah, uh, man, you know I'm what? Looking, I, I'm looking in Rugrats. <laughs> I think I'm going to, too. It's hard not to. Just it, as we're talking about Rugrats and all the weird, I'm like, okay, maybe this is going to get weird enough that I want to, I want the opportunity to re-examine it. I think Recess would kind of be nice to watch again and be like, oh, that's fun. But I think I want to take a more critical eye to the Rugrats universe and really just question a few things about how the f- did we get here? Tommy's born. Okay, Tommy is born. I don't know. There's got to be some sort of time between after you have a baby and you can't get pregnant again. I'm sorry. We only know what we know, so I'm just assuming that. Then there's not much time because there's that's what we call Irish twins. Yeah, when yeah, have, yeah. When you have a well, kid either way. The so then Dee Dee gets pregnant again. She gestates. Is that what it's called <laughs> for nine <laughs> for nine months? And then incubates. Uh, incubates. Yes. Thank you, Nick. And then another baby comes out of her. And that baby exists. And that, Dill, Dill talks before Tommy does. Right, yeah. That fucking buck wild. Yeah, they don't, 
I'm, we're going to have to rewatch. We, I mean, once again, we only know what we know. And we'll see if maybe we see the babies talking to the parents a little bit more. But I don't recall that. That doesn't feel part of the universe to me. So Rugrats in the final four. And that is it for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening to Friendly Competition. We greatly appreciate it. If you want to help us out, a few things you could do is a if you're following if you're listening to us on whatever platform make sure to hit follow subscribe whatever it is so that way these episodes pop right up in your feed make sure they download that helps our numbers but also make sure you got them that way you don't have to worry about like oh did a new episode come out nope it'll be right there in your feed and then what you can do is go to uh, if you're on itunes and hitting that subscribe what you can do is leave us a review give us those five stars i can't tell you how much help, how much help that is and then give us a final four that you want to see us do. It could be any final four. And at, once we get to 25 reviews, we will do a bonus episode and put that in the feed as well. Absolutely. And while you're on the internet, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. Also, if you have an idea for a season, just like this one that Teresa sent in, email those to us at FriendlyCompetitionPodcast at gmail.com. If it's good, we'll do it. And we'll give you a shout out on every episode of that season. And shout out to Charizard for that intro and outro music. If you want to hear more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, and replace the vowels with sixes. And that is it for us, folks. Group C will come out on Monday, but make sure to check out this season's spotlight. We'll post it all over the social medias. Give that show a listen as well. And that is it for us, folks. Thank you once again. I've been Nick Keller. You know, Rugrats has got to be just some sort of weird drug-induced fever dream now that I'm thinking. I mean, do you <laughs> think it's... Okay, the question is, are the parents uh, high? Stu's high. Fucking depressed Chucky's and dad high. is probably high, too, because he's such a fucking nervous wreck that I imagine he has to smoke to calm himself down. Yeah. So I think it's the reverse side of, like, the parents are high, and then this is what they imagine their kids are doing. We'll talk. We'll figure it out. We'll get yeah. to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to it, Cody. Yeah. See you on the boat. Thank you.